This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to A Real Man Wood podcast. This is Chris Liss, your host, and I'm joined by my usual co-host, Dalton Del Don. What's going on, Dalton? How are you doing today? I'm doing all right. Uh, I'm still reeling from the uh, terrible judge's decision in the Triple G Canelo fight. I had a decent amount of money on Triple G, and I thought he won, not just being biased. I, I definitely thought he won. It's a good fight, though, and the good news was I thought I had lost, but it turns out the way I bet it, a draw wasn't an option, so I just got my money back. So that's better than losing, but man, this... So one judge had it like 10 rounds to two Canelo, and I mean, she's been ban- banished. <laughs> she was going to judge the UFC 216, and I don't think she's doing that anymore. I mean, it's one thing, you know, to have, you know, a draw or whatever. I, I got it. That's fine. But to see- to watch that fight, I mean, she must have been on like some serious drugs. I mean, I'm actually kind of jealous. Like, yeah, having- you know what the drug is? It's called a bribe. That's the drug. It's really strong. Right. It's really potent. There's some side effects. Like you go to jail if you're caught. Man, you think you'd make it less obvious though, because it doesn't matter the discrepancy if if they win ten, uh, you know, ten to two is the same as seven to five. So I mean, that's just that's just poorly done, even if it was a bribe. Yeah, that that is the problem with boxing. I mean, right? I mean, obviously there's more money involved in a draw because there's definitely a rematch. Like right, if, right. If Golovkin just beats him soundly and it's a unanimous decision, and nobody fixes it, then. Does anybody really need to see that rematch? But it's a draw. It's like, wait, he got job. Let's. He's got to knock him out next time. You know, he's got to just finish the job. So, you know, who knows? But I, I really like boxing, and I love like the really good boxers, not like the, you know, Floyd fighting Pacquiao five years after the fight should have happened. Like the legitimate. Like this was like a legitimate two guys at their yeah. peak type of fight. But and the judging is just that other element. I mean, there's all the there's always the delaying the best fight, and then there's this, and it. It's just hard, man. Boxing really, it could be such a great sport. Uh, totally agree. And it just takes so much away from it. And it's, uh, there's no, hasn't been a good heavyweight in 20 years. And that's the vast prize fight with heavyweights equivalent to a Super Bowl. But uh, I'll be a sucker and I'll buy the rematch. But yeah, it's, it's frustrating. Anything else? Are you are you still okay with the nutless monkey having your face on the account? Because I yeah, a couple, some- I was actually going to go there directly next. Uh, two things. I, I just, I just went on your uh, on your account, my <laughs> likeness, and I read some things you were replying to people. It's pretty funny. I'm okay for now. Uh, eventually, you should switch that to Trevor Ray, but uh, that's that's fine. Um, but the one thing I did want to ask you about, you emailed me all excited. I'm not sure if you're joking or not, but you don't really believe that that's Derek Jeter following the account, do you? Yeah, I thought it was. It's, he's got 100,000 followers. Come on. It's not verified. I don't think Derek Jeter would be verified. I looked into it. He doesn't even have a Twitter. That's not really Derek Jeter. Come on. You're, you're that naive. I mean, I really thought it was him. Well, here's why. It's like maybe he's just never on Twitter. So like any celebrity of Jeter's status is going to have like a million followers. It's, it's 100,000 would be a very small amount. But let's just say he never signed up for Twitter until like a year ago because of his foundation or whatever. Signs up. Yeah, I mean, the handle, too, is, like, ridiculous. It's, like, D underscore Jeter retires. But he's got 105,000 followers, and he only follows 980. So, you know, it's one thing, like, when Jose Bautista started following everybody, and he had, like, he was following 300,000 people himself. So it was like, oh, great, Jose Bautista follows me. Well, he follows everybody. So it's not – but this is actually only follows 980 people, and he's got 105,000 followers. Jose Batista follows my wife, but not me, by the way, which I find uh, great. But um, it's not verified. I don't think his publicist would have it verified. I looked into it. It's, 
it, I, I, I thought you were serious when you responded, so I just wanted to give you some shit. I mean, come on. I was dude. serious. I thought it was him. I really thought it was him. I guess I could be wrong. I mean, it, I mean, it's why would it's, this but, random Jeter fake Jeter account have a hundred and five thousand followers? Because I bet you, uh, you're not. Well, if you're dumb enough to follow, I didn't follow forward, him. Sure I didn't follow him. I saw I never that. But I'm, him. Sure, I'm sure a lot of people do think it's him, but I, I, I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> Uh, if I had to bet on this, I'd give strong odds this is not the Derek Jeter. But <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry to, to uh, burst your bubble. But the, that I, well, I, was not, I was the nutless monkey he was following. He wasn't following me. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty funny too, though that he that he found that account, but not a real man would or your own, which has more followers. But, but uh, yeah, I'm following respect with the two in it. I mean, the, I'm not following these accounts. It's the nutless monkey who would follow the respect to Jeter account, which is yeah. just so embarrassing. <laughs> And turn to foundation. I followed two of Jeter's accounts, but I'm not following that 105,000 follower account that followed the Nutless Monkey. Yeah, no. All right, gotcha. I just wanted. Yeah. What, what about you? Anything new with you? By the way, you know who, you know who's great for the Nutless Lin Manuel Miranda. You follow or <laughs> not? You the Nutless Monkey follows. Obviously, he <laughs> yeah. follows like you know Chelsea Clinton, Jeff Bezos, uh-huh. you know Mark Zuckerberg, Joel Austin, the preacher. You. Uh, your face, the count with your face on it retweets a lot of Joel Austin. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I that, see, I like your response. The worst are the ones you respond to. You're retweeting and then you respond. These latest ones are, are pretty uh, pretty bad. But, uh, man. Yeah, I can take it. It's fine. It's all funny. right. As long as you're okay with it, it's pretty yeah. bad. But, yeah. I see that you're following Malcolm Gladwell. Is that like a, a ironic thing? What's wrong with him? He's just like that lightweight bullshit social science stuff. Like, I don't think that stuff he writes is true. It's just some shit that sounds kind of snappy. So I, I think he's kind of ridiculous. Um, they're not, not everybody's bad. You know, it's like, it's just like who a nutless monkey would follow, just like the names you're supposed to follow. You know, he, he follows Bill Gates. He follows, as I said, Jeff Bezos. He follows Hillary and Chelsea Clinton, Rachel Maddow. Just, you know, he follows Wolf Blitzer. Wolf Blitzer. Dane Cook. He follows George Lopez. Anderson Cooper, you know, just like somebody who would just follow who you think you're supposed to follow. I'm, uh, I just went to this Joel Osteen guy you're talking about, and there are 14 followers that I know, um, that, uh, and one of them right next to you is Stephen Curry apparently follows him. Yeah, the dude's, he's got like a mega church, and actually when the whole Houston, it's in Houston, I think, and when the Houston floods happened, I think he turned people away. He prayed for them, but I don't think he let, he didn't let the... Uh, the unwashed masses inside his fancy church. Right. <laughs> or they got crap for it and like later on had to open it or something. But he was, he was just praying for them. Oh, good stuff. All right, man. I, uh, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I, I'm, you know what? I'm just glad you're having fun with it, which, I, which you clearly are. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I, I created two characters, you know, and it kind of came from this podcast. Like, I mean, it, and, you know, also the radio show, the XM show. And by the way, I got to say something about the XM show. So, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this. I may have to edit it out, but I may not. They want us to do something different on Mondays and have this enthusiasm and these, you know, and like get uh, interaction from the listeners and all this other BS that we really, we're not really keen on, but we're just going to go along with it because they like, they really, really want us to do it. Like they weren't really asking. And so normally I would never ask this. Like I just do the podcast. You know, I'm I'm glad to have you as a co-host. I mean that without, you know, making fun of you in any way. And we just do it. And I never ask, say, hey, like this podcast or go to iTunes and write a nice comment or give it five stars or whatever. But it just made me think, like, we can do whatever the fuck we want in this podcast. And I basically get away with whatever I want on the XM show, but it isn't just our show. It's also, you know, XM show. Like, and we are somewhat accountable to, you know, their, you know, their preferences. And on this, I'm not. So um, I... I actually want to grow this podcast a little bit more. I've just not really cared that much. You know, like we get the traffic we get. We have some people who like it, but I've never tried to, you know, ask people to spread the word or anything. So I'm going to ask you. I don't, I don't like doing it, but it just got, it just sort of a light bulb went on like, shit, like I can't just do whatever the hell I want unless it's, unless I'm the one who owns the, you know, the distribution um, apparatus, so to speak. So please share it, like it put some stars on it, whatever the hell bullshit you're supposed to do these days. I think it's all so lame, but if it helps, it helps because eventually, you know, I'd like to have the leverage to just be like, you know what? I just want to do what I want to do. I don't want to have to do some dog and pony show because 
the dumbest person in the audience needs to hear that. So anyway. Oh, I, I agree. I do this uh, from uh, non-paid by my non-employer. So I mean, yes, this, you do. yeah, I mean, yeah. So I mean, you should yeah, be paid, I, by the way. I think I, I'm not saying everybody gets paid, but I think like a regular guest. So I may have to take you out to like an expensive dinner or something in Vegas. Yeah, I'm not going to name any names, but people were surprised when I um, when I when we met up for the national draft day that I get paid zero cents for this. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. They, I mean, there was actually. Some just so you know, it's not like this thing makes money per se. But it's it's partly on me because I haven't grown. I haven't really done anything to grow it. I mean, of course, I retweet it and I send it out there and you know talk shit about it. But I haven't properly marketed. I don't really know how. You know, it's a podcast. There's a million podcasts. You know, sure. we're not gonna like we're not guaranteeing to win you your DFS hundred grand. We're not guaranteeing to win the Hilton contest. If we could do that, then we'd be fucking winning it ourselves. But unfortunately, I'm <laughs> handicapped by your piece of shit picks every week. But you know, uh, but the, but the point is that. I'm going to actually make more of an effort because I realize, like, you know, once once we get enough listeners for this thing, then in the end it won't even matter. And, you know, everybody thinks they know better what's what the audience likes. My audience is, like, people who are not fucking idiots, basically. And I will stick by that no matter what venue it is. I always assume the listener is intelligent. I, I, that's who I'm talking to. If you're fucking stupid, that's fine. You know, you probably don't know you're stupid. So you won't be offended by this. But if you're stupid and you don't like this, that's fine. You, if you're stupid, you don't know you're stupid. So there's no way to be insulted by saying that I'm not, I'm not doing this for stupid people. So I know you are, no, but I'm not. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, I dumb it down just n- not intentionally. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you, man. I'd love, I'd love this to grow a little bit. Uh, and, and you, a free-flowing list is, uh, is it's going to be polarizing, but it's definitely, it won't, you, won't be, uh, you won't be bored, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, well, that's what I hope, you know. Hopefully it entertains people and, you know, whatever. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, I, it's just, yeah. So go ahead, do the bullshit, like it. I'll, I'll tweet out some shit too, but, you know, yeah. it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Like my podcast, give me five stars. It's just fucking embarrassing, you know. It's just like an embarrassing way. Oh, I'm really bad at self-promotion too. It's fucking I, embarrassing. I, it's like, oh, please like my podcast, you know. Oh, you know, it's, it's so important for me to market myself. It's like, well, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe I should have been doing it from the beginning yeah no let's do it let's try let's both make an effort to, to, to and you grow can, it right and if this grows then everybody can hear these two and three uh lvh picks i mean you know yeah, how, exactly. can, two and how three, the fuck everybody. are you ever going to go two and three without this podcast <laughs> oh man yeah so two and three last week though we had the dolphins who won outright plus four and then the broncos plus two and but both the underdogs won outright and and, and the broncos easily so i was wrong to seahawks that was just an embarrassing offensive ah. performance against my niners and uh we you both made us uh, take them you made us take them yeah you you kind of fought for the saints i, I will say I, I wouldn't say uh, i fought for it we, i said i liked it and then you were like let's go use them that'll be a good uh you're like that'll be a good one i'd say contrarian boy it yeah. was super contrarian uh the extra pat's coming off a loss with ex, four days extra considering yeah. the saints played on we'll Monday. Take Sean oh. Payton. You know what Sean Payton did that was awesome? I mean, this is truly the nutless monkey. The nutless monkey actually tweeted about this, is that Sean Payton took points off the board because it was like fourth and seven. They kick like a 45-yard field goal, goes through. Patriots jump off sides. It's now fourth and two. Payton takes points off the board, accepts the penalty. I'm like, oh, this is, this is real man type of thing, and then tries to draw them off sides, doesn't run a play, and then kicks the field goal again. Do you, That's do, you realize, crazy. do you realize like how stupid that is? I, I'm cool taking points off the board if you're going to go for it and get a touchdown, but if you're sure, just going to do it to draw them off sides, then you got to remake the kick. No, that with your just, defense, yeah, go for a touchdown. Oh, that is that is drawing them off. Yeah, that is. And then you, I mean, they could. I really m- wish he missed the kick the second time. I mean, oh, that right. Would have just <laughs> right, even though that would have hurt us. Yeah, I mean, that's at least they're facing an undisciplined uh, coach team too, right? Yeah, I mean, it was just right. It, there was such a dumb idea. Yeah, that, that is really absurd. And then the, the other one we lost, which I definitely agreed with you to use, um, too bad our guy was able to go Thursday night and get that Bengals game in. That was, <laughs> right, yeah. I mean, that was rough. That one, though, I, I'll back that one up because that, that was my idea. I'll take credit for that one because I, I was the one who wanted it. And, and the reason I, I watched that game, and the whole game was played like inside the Texans' 15-yard line. And two plays changed the game. Three plays. One, the Bengals had a pick six. They just dropped. I think it was Pac-Man Jones. Yeah. It was like an easy pick six. Dropped it. Then it's third and 15, and Deshaun Watson gets a 43-yard touchdown run on third and 15. 
And then the other thing that happened was John Ross has the ball like running full speed, like inside the 20 of the Texans, fumbles it, and the defender takes it like inside the Bengals 20. So it was really like just three plays. But for the most part, that game was played in Texans territory and had the Bengals gotten their lead, I, I think it would have been a disaster. But, you know. Yeah, whatever. but yeah, but they're, they're, uh, that offense didn't look very good. Uh, let's no, say that. It was not good. It was not good. Anyway, right, you got anything? You got anything? Are you ready to go on to the week? I don't know. I have a lot of stuff, but I just forgot. I just forgot. I, I should write stuff down. I have a ton of stuff. There's so much stuff going on that you should yeah. write stuff down. That's I mean, Larry David carries around a notepad. I I pretty much do. I I don't trust my brain anymore. I've done far too much uh, extracurricular activities drugs. to rely on that. Also known as drugs. Yeah. No. I'm my brain is sharp. I do a lot of shit. I just I just have a lot of stuff. I'm always making jokes all the time on Twitter and shit. And on the radio show. All right. Let's just go through these. Fuck it. You ready? All right. I know yeah. This will be easier to edit. It won't take like eight hours. Rams minus two and a half at Niners on Thursday night. I took the Niners. I, lo- I like home teams on Thursday. I know it didn't work out last week. But I just think the turnaround is much tougher when you have to travel. And the Niners are bad. But the Jared Goff Rams laying points on the road on a short week. Just give me the Niners. Yeah, so you thought last week's Thursday night game was tough to watch. Um, this one could be pretty brutal itself. And um, by the way, I did not read your beating the book on purpose this this time. So I do not know what which picks you have. I um, I'm going to be at this game. I can only go to Thursday night and Monday night games because I write about all. The, I want to watch all the games Sunday and I write about them that night. Uh, and the Niners are so typically that results in like you know three to four games a year. This season it's just one game. They one home primetime game because this the Niners it. projected to be terrible. So this is your only game. Only game I'm going to, unless they make the playoffs, of course. Home field, you know, there's always that option. Right. Um, but um, I, I, you know, I, I'm never really homer with this. But I like this. This uh, less than, or oh, I, wait, sorry, less than three would be wrong. They actually get points. Yeah. Their defense hasn't been that bad. I know Seattle's um, offensive line's terrible, but whatever, holding them to 12 points and Carolina. I know Newton's been shaky, but th- their defense isn't why they lost that game. Brian Hoyer was a competent quarterback last year. He's just been awful. But Hyde looks good. So, yeah, give me the home team and, and, and sh- as a dog in a short week. I actually expect the Niners to win this game outright. I mean, not that's, that's saying a lot with the favorite giving less than a field goal. But I'm with you here, and I'd be open to maybe using this. Okay, I'd consider. I, I have Rams winning 13-12, to 12, so but oh, okay. still, still covers. All right, then we got the London game. Ravens minus four against the Jaguars. I don't know where you went here, but I took the Jaguars. I, I don't feel great about it. I think Bortles could throw six interceptions. But Marshall Yonda's out. That's the Ravens' yeah. best yep. guard. That's like the best guard in the NFL, basically. And they just lost him. And the Jaguars' D is pretty good. And Leonard Fournette is good. And if Bortles doesn't give it away, I just think this will be a slugfest. And it's kind of a 50-50 game in that case. Got to love the 6.30 a.m. start my time. That's always fun. Um, but uh, no, It's not 6.30 I, your time. Is that, That's like 3.30. Nope. It's 6.30 a.m. 6.30. Okay. 6.30 a.m. I'll, I'll probably wake up, you know, at 8 or something and then DVR it and, and fast forward the commercials. But I went with Baltimore, but I'm with you as far as a coin flip. I don't, did not feel strongly whatsoever. Do you know that they're uh, passer rating against? It's just two games, but is 35.0 <laughs> when facing the Ravens this season? And now you have Bortles facing them in a neutral field. I don't know. That could get ugly. I like their defense. But again, I, I didn't feel strong about this. But they, but I they got to- Kaiser, okay, who's terrible. Hogan Kaiser. That's who they faced last week. Right. And the first week they faced Andy Dalton, who didn't look any better against the Texans. So It's pretty tough. To, I mean, that's still pretty tough, 35. I mean, that, 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 one touchdown to eight interceptions, I believe, is their— And uh, Bortles is not going to exactly turn that ratio around. Right, right. right. So, yeah. again, okay. no, I, didn't, I didn't love it, though. All right. Browns minus one at Colts. It's the first early game. You know, this is a stupid game. They shouldn't even play this game. But I, I took the Browns. I just think that— I don't really know. It's actually not even a rational thing. I just took them. I just felt like this is just the team I felt like taking. And I, it's mostly because Chuck Pagano is just such a terrible coach that I think they will lose again. So this is a fun fact. This is the first uh, game in which the Browns are favored since 2015. And they're That's, on the road. Yeah, and they're on the road. Exactly. When's the last time I, they were favored on the road? Yeah, good question. Uh, probably 2012. 1986. No, <laughs> that's, a, that's a stretch there. Um, I, I went with the Colts, and I, I kind of like it. They, they took, not that Arizona's good, as we all thought, but they took them to overtime. Um, Brissett and uh, Doyle. It overtime, did it? Oh, it did go, and he missed the Yeah, he threw a, Brissett threw a pick in the fir- his first oh, pass. Right. In the first play of overtime. So here's, 
here's why I kind of like the Browns is that their offensive line is good and their running game is pretty decent. And, the, you know, the Colts coach is horrible. And I think Arizona, you know, they're traveling to Indy last week and they had like that bad body clock game and they just got off to a terrible start. The Browns are an East Coast team. This is a short trip. I just think they're better than the Colts. I think the Colts are like honestly maybe worse than the Jets given the current personnel they have. No, it's, it, it's bad. It's fine. All right. Okay. You don't want to use. Okay. I was going to make. I just feel like that's an ugly, ugly pick. I, I feel like the not that it, that necessarily always wins, but it seems to me that the public would be on the Browns, who've shown flashes this year, whereas the Colts. So I, I, I guess know, it, I didn't really go over this with you on the podcast, but I, I don't care about the public anymore. I, I just no, changed I my whole philosophy. Like I just am simply just taking the team I think is going to win. Like I, I really, if I start like trying to lean on oh the public this or the the sharps that, I'm I've already lost well, the thread. Like I'm well, just, I don't care. I'll tell you what, I, I certainly agree with that theory uh, Monday night because I'm like, who would take the Giants and give three and a half? Uh, I, was always all, I was all over them. You know, you know what? I, so I've been grading my record. I didn't, you didn't read me in the book, but I've been rating. I've been, I give myself a win if I pick the team. No, I, I, yeah, but I read East Coast offense and you okay. talked about it. Okay, same thing. So, if I, if I, so, so for the, the five people listening, if I pick the team that in my heart of hearts I think is going to win, and maybe it's the Colts, maybe I blew this other one, but in my heart of hearts, like, I'll, I, I kind of know like when the game's going, like which team I really thought was going to win. But before then, you might get fooled. You might like see, you know, Massey Peabody loves this team, or you know, or you hear the sharps are on this, or the line moved, or whatever reason. So you get tricked into taking a team, but you don't really believe it. And with the Giants, I did it to myself. I was like, oh, Giants by four. That's so weird. I thought it would be like three at most, maybe two and a half. But then I was like, oh, this is Vegas tricking us. But I only did that because I wanted to root for the Giants because they're my team. So I like hung my hat on something stupid like that because I just wanted to align my rooting interests. And I realized, and I said this on the XM show Monday before the game, I said, giving my own grading system where I just grade myself on, did I really take the team that I thought was going to win? I already lost the Giants game. Like I knew I was wrong about that. So I don't care. It doesn't matter the sharps, the squares. It just matters, did I really pick the team that I think is going to win? That's my only criterion for picking this year no it makes sense and like i mean i i, I agree with you it wasn't for the, my rooting interest in the giants but i tried to be cute and you know right. say contrarian and based off week one who would who would give four points right the giants you know Forget that metagame that metagame is bullshit that's sort of like oh i'm gonna play the i'm not gonna bet the team i'm gonna bet the betters i'm gonna bet the market i'm gonna outsmart the whole thing fuck that we watch football we make a pick pick the team you think is better if you're not sure really think about it which team do you really think with the points is the better value Really, in your heart I, of hearts, that's all I'm doing. Forget having said else. that. Uh, uh, having said that, I might be guilty here. Uh, I took the Bears getting seven and a half points at home against the Steelers. So did I, and I'm happy okay. to take it. And the Steelers on the road. I mean, I'm not saying like don't use reasoning or. Sure, sure. I'm just saying like just make sure it's the team that you really think is the best bet to cover. You know, between the two teams, don't get tricked. And and this the Bears D isn't bad. The Steelers offense, like you know, Mike Glennon is terrible. But Ben Roethlisberger on the road has basically Mike Glennon stats over the last three years. Whatever you'd expect from Glennon, like six point four YPA, as many picks as touchdowns. That's been Roethlisberger on the road the last three years. So, if you say it's Mike Glennon quarterback in the Steelers, Mike Glennon quarterback in the Bears, yet the Glennon team with the Steelers is laying f- seven and a half. That's too much. Yeah, agreed. I think Le'Veon Bell finally gets going as a big DFS game for you. But then again, I thought that last week. But uh, the Bears—I mean, the Bears gave everything uh, the Falcons could take it at home in Week One. So, uh, yeah, Roethlisberger on the road, getting more than the touchdown. Uh, I, I took the home dog. There's a lot of home dogs this week. I think there's like nine or something. Yeah, I would use the Bears in the contest. By the way. Okay, I'll mark it down. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm not I, like I picked... you know huge on it, but I would use it. Okay, okay I'll just, write it down. Just note it. Mark. All right, okay. Dolphins minus six at Jets. Who do you got here? Maybe again, I'm trying to be cute because boy, Miami looked good week one, but divisional game. I took the home dog here. Maybe the Jets really are that bad. I mean, it's possible. Your heart of hearts, do you want to take the Jets or not in this game? Getting sick. Well, I already locked it in. So, but I guess I could question myself. Let's put it this way: I don't feel strongly at all. This is one of the biggest stay away games for me. But I took the Jets, and I'm going to stand by it. Fine, I'm taking the Jets. I'm just, I'm not telling you. I'm just saying, in your heart of hearts, when this game kicks off. And you know the truth. You know the truth the moment the game comes on. Who do you really think is the better pick here? Well, I mean, I, if, I, if my instinct said the Jets, I, I, I'm okay. sticking with All it. Right. But I guess Jai, he could just go absolutely berserk. I, I pick the Dolphins. I, I'm not like I'm not strong on it. 
I, I'm not sure. I, I just I, it's the only question I'm asking myself is, which team do I really like when the game kicks off? Do I want to be having given the spread? Yeah, I, no, I can see I'd it here. I think I'd rather the Dolphins. I think I'd rather. I don't. I know it's a terrible line. I don't think the Jets fans are engaged. I don't think there's going to be much home field here. And yeah, um, no, they're 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 kind of tanking. I mean, what Bilal Powell saw like 19 snaps last week right. and they were playing behind the whole game. I mean, that's it's odd. And Jermaine Curse is their number one receiver. I, I it's <laughs> it's ugly. It's very ugly. Yeah. Anyway, so, I have the Dolphins 27 13. All right, Broncos minus three at Bills. I, I know you okay. think the Broncos your best bet. Yeah, I, I, I don't like making road favorites my best bet, but when this game kicks off, yeah, I want to be on the Broncos side. I got the, the Bills. I kind of like do the have Bills. bills. The Here's why I like the Bills. Is okay. The Bills, like what the Broncos are good at, it doesn't matter to the Bills. Like those corners and stuff, like what are they going to do, cover Andre Holmes? You know, they're going to cover Jordan Matthews. Jordan Matthews probably in the slot anyway. It's like what are they going to do? They're going to cover him? It's going to be McCoy and Tyrod Taylor. And then that Trevor Simeon Broncos attack, I'm not really buying it. C.J. Anderson looks pretty good, but the Bills are pretty stout up front. And I think that it's just going to be a slugfest, and the Bills are getting three at home. You know, Dallas was favored last week against the Broncos, and the Broncos played a great game and matched up very well against Dallas. But I, li- I like Buffalo here getting three. Well, the Broncos, yeah, they have great corners, uh, but they're they're shutting down the run. They shut down the run as well. I mean, two point nine yards per carry. They're, this defense is legit. I will give you the fact that they're both their games have come at home so far, yeah. so they've looked really great at home. But I think Tra- Trevor Simeon, sure, his TD is going to regress. He's thrown six and sixty attempts, but he, he looks good, man. I mean, think, I think he, he looks. Like Simeon's good. evolved. Yeah, I saw that joke. I, I think he looks like the most improved player in the. Um, in the uh, in the NFL through two weeks, and he has weapons, and it's whatever. It makes sense. His second year as a starter, I mean, he has Thomas and, and Sanders, and he's utilizing the tight ends. And C.J. Anderson is healthy. I, I think this is, you know what? I, I made a bet this week. Uh, I got them at fifteen to one. I put a hundred dollars on it. I think this team, with by far the best defense in the NFL, look at what they did YPA last year against. And if Simeon's good, Simeon right now is certainly better than Peyton Manning was the year they won the Super Bowl. So yeah, I don't know. I'm a big believer in this team. Like I said, bet a hundred dollars on them at fifteen to one. To, uh, yesterday, and I really like the uh, the Broncos this this week. Yeah, I mean, a nutless monkey is better than Peyton Manning the year they won the Super Bowl. I mean, he was abysmal. Uh, Simeon might be good. Uh, I don't. I'm not really sold based on the first couple of weeks. I mean, Dallas's D is garbage. The fact they beat the Giants that that doesn't even that doesn't even register. He, he hasn't been thrown for a lot of yards. It's not like he's making amazing throws. He's just kind of zipping the ball in, making some smart decisions, but sort of short stuff. Seven point five YPA. 7.5 YPA. Yeah. I mean, over two games, that's nothing. You know, I mean, against Dallas and San Diego, it's nothing. So, at two home games, I, I don't think it's a big sample. So, I'm taking the Bills, but I know, I know the right. Broncos are your best bet, but you're 0-2 on best bets. That, that, this is true. This is true. All, All right. right. Next. Texans plus 13 at the Pats. You know, I'm getting whipsawed on this. I, I can't believe I faded the Pats last week. I'm an idiot. But I'm taking the Pats here. You know, the Patriots offense is kind of annoying. Like, it's... They haven't gotten Cooks involved yet, and I guess Gronk is playing, which is big. But that dink and dunk shit is just—it's just hard to watch. Like, how many times can you throw to James White, Danny Amendola, and guys like that? Like, fucking open that shit up. But that's just, been a while now, though. Ever since Moss left, I mean, hell, that's how they won the Super Bowl. They, they just—they don't throw it vertically; they throw it horizontally. I mean, it's just been—it's been a while now. It's annoying. You know, the Texans D is pretty good. Their corners are banged up, though. I, I would like to see them exploit that. The corners anyway, are really banged up. They're both their top two corners, I think, yeah. are out. So what I'm thinking is maybe like the Pats kind of struggle at first, but they end, they end up getting up like 10-3, 13-3, and then Deshaun Watson just gives it up, and the Patriots end up winning like 31-13. Yeah, I, um, I, I ranked them as my number one fantasy D this week, and I looked at my Yahoo colleagues, and they all had them like seventh and eighth, all, all other four of them, and I was just surprised by that. Um, I know they haven't played great, but they were much better last week, and this game script could just get really ugly if you ask Watson to throw the ball a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'm not messing around here at all. I, I laid the points. Do you want to use them? Sure, sure. Okay. It's so cowardly that we're now back at kissing up to right. them after we try to be uh, mavericks and go against them. Right, and then next week we'll go against them, and then they'll cover big, and it'll just go back and forth. But, um, yeah, all right, let's use them. Okay. I mean, because it's Deshaun Watson, it just looks like they're going to scout him and be like, this dude can't make any throw beyond, like, 15 yards, and we're just going to crowd everything. Yeah, I was surprised. I just read something today that the five rookie quarterbacks have beaten uh, Bill Belichick team. That seems high to me, but 
I still would count on. <laughs> I think it could get ugly. Come on. I mean, this this could get really bad. And they, you know, you love you got to love laying points with the Patriots because they don't ever let up. And but Houston's D is legit. I mean, that's the only thing. Is, is Cook's going to be good? I just bet uh, Stopa called me and because I I I don't know he read an article I wrote and I said he's he'll be fine, and he he was down on him and I he asked me the over under on touchdowns assume and must play sixteen games. Uh, what does he finish with? So I guess obviously from here on out since he has zero, what number would you have said? Eight. Okay, I said six point five, and he bet me a hundred on the and he took the under. Yeah, I think that would be like the over under about six and a half, but I would take over six and a half too. Okay, all right, I, I'm with you. I hope. I mean, he's gotten two pis right at the goal line, and he fell at the three yard line last week. I, it's yeah. discouraging that he only he got so few yards last week when Brady threw for four fifty. But they're, they're, you know, Gronk's banged up, and I mean, Hogan's he, he was on the up. field like every play, but he was—he just didn't look his way. Actually, I should look up the snap count. But I was watching that game. I can look it up right now. But I was yeah, watching. By the way, that- I want to give a plug. Yeah, Rotowire. Um, I, I went to their player pages, and I didn't quite realize it has snap count. It has really. You could. It showed how many times he was targeted in the in the red zone that week. They have, you have really good player pages. Thank you. You can go for free. Rotowire.com slash trial will you trial i should have our own podcast one so we could track uh, he can something. play in the slot as a thing he does not just a downfield guy he can get slants i, I mean, know that's the problem is that, oh yeah look 65 snaps in week two 67 week one he's on the field every play I, I was watching the game and i was like he's there he's on the field they never take him off the field but for whatever you know reason, what I, you know what i'd love to see on the player page and maybe i just missed it is 65 i'd love to know how many snaps total the new england offense have well, it's pretty easy. You just look up Brady's snaps. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay, right. that makes sense. Okay. Because I, tell- I was telling Herb, I don't know if we built this page yet, but I was like, let's do a pace page. And he's like, well, we don't get team snaps. I'm like, just do the QB. Brady had 76 snaps, so 67 of 76. Right. So that's basically okay, that all the time. And, and so, so the thing is, like, when the quarterback throws for 447 and you're on the field for 67 out of 76 snaps – Right. It is amazing to get 33 yards. I mean, that is how does that even happen? But he wasn't looking his way. He wasn't early in the progression, but I think the Saints D was so bad that there was really no reason to throw it outside. Like there was no reason to even take a chance. Just keep, you know, pounding it to Gronk and James White. Yeah, I agree with you. Why can't uh Cooks line up in the slot and take some cuz cuz Cooks will take some of those short ones a long way. It's not just like yes. Amendola who takes it and gets tackled. Right. No, if you just, yeah, you break that tackle, then he's gone. Exactly. And he take yeah. throw some of those bubble screens to him. He, I mean, I'm pretty sure the uh, Breeze did, but that, yeah, I, I think he'll be better. He's a buy low. Yeah. He, he's a buy low. You know why I actually believe he's a buy low? Because I wrote that and like three people on Twitter said that they were concerned about him and Stope was calling me to bet. So that, that let me know. It's easy for me to call Le'Veon Bell a buy low. You know what I mean? But, right. but actual when people are fighting back against you, that means that he truly is a buy low candidate. I'm not saying I'm going to be right, but he certainly is someone whose owners are probably are value and league mates are valuing him less than they were two weeks ago. Yeah. Although it's just so hard to like do that in practice to actually execute the trade. The people who are getting all disbelieving are guys who didn't draft him in the first place. Speaking of of, of cooks who's on my Stopa team and we, (laughs) We got it. I I mean, you should have brought it up, but we faced each other in a big, you know, possible $20,000 league. And um, I was down. I thought it said nine going. Did you to say sleep, speaking of crooks, because because then you start talking about my team. Yeah, I, I misspoke on crooks. Yes, but um, anyway, yeah, I, <laughs> that that was maybe a, 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 a whatever a slip. Freud, um, Freudian slip. Yeah, I don't know about Freudian, but yeah, um, I isn't Freudian sexual? I don't know, but with you, I wouldn't put it past you. Okay. Anyway, I was down thirteen points, and I needed that from Beckham, and I had a, a Shepherd on on my bench just in case. And um, and Vereen, Vereen, yeah. and what they get eleven and a half or something. Your I mean, that's shit. Joke. Your team sucks. You yeah. suck. That was like a bye week. I had the worst week in history in week one. I, I scored the fewest points in the history of this league. But I knew playing you in week two was like an easy win. So now I'm one. Oh yeah, one. yeah, real easy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Grab Cooks, Evans with a bye week one, and ODB basically a zero. Th- those are my stars and scrub strategy. It's been great so far. Excellent start. Well, I mean, how about my team? I got Andrew Luck for 37. Now, not only is he not playing, but he's like a carcass that's stuck on my bench. Real man would probably drop him, but I haven't yet. And I've got Gronk, who's been, who was great last week, but he's banged up, and Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham is so worthless. Jimmy Graham is soft. That dude came in, <laughs> got You're all over play, him. dropped the play, dropped the ball, 
you know, he's like, oh, I'm in the greatest shape of my life. I lost 20 pounds. I feel great. What the fuck is all that? Like, Jimmy Graham is a bum. I, I, I drafted him in every league. And it's not just that he got hurt. He came back but still didn't do anything. But it's like he dropped an easy first down when I needed Seattle to cover against the Packers. Like, come on, dude. Just catch the fucking ball. The hell? I don't know what's wrong with him this year, man. I, I really thought he was going to be good. No, I, I know. I, it's, it's still early, but, yeah, it's been ugly so he's far. He's garbage, you know. Anyway, so your boy Carlos well, on, Hyde okay, really got you. Against the Seahawks, he went off, and that, that really cost you. That's funny, I know, because I was down down on him. So it's, and, and yeah, and you got the coin flip for the the cutler. I mean, you right. wouldn't you wouldn't get a one in four chance because four of you bid a hundred dollars on him on your fab. So that that burnt me. Uh, by the way, a Freudian slip is an unintentional error regarded as revealing subconscious feelings. So you're right. Yeah. I guess my mind is in the gutter. It, but, no, um, no, it's often you know sexual, but it's it's not necessarily sexual. By the way, you and know, tight ends, tight, tight ends, Jordan Reed, uh, Jimmy Graham, Jordan Reed's totally a flat tire right now. Jimmy Graham and Greg Olson. I mean, that's that's a brutal blow if you spent an earlyish pick on that position. Yeah, but you know whoever did it deserved it. I I have a couple of I have Hunter Henry everywhere though. That's the other guy. It's really Graham and Henry that I have the most of. And I, All I right, go ahead. What were you saying? What were you saying? Oh, I was going to say that just to, to hand out a Nutless Monkey Award, Jeff Erickson, <laughs> we, four of us bid 100 on Cutler, and I got lucky because I got, I got him on the draw. Oh, yeah. Erickson I know bid drawing. 93. I mean, that's like, what's the point? Like, oh, oh, you saved the seven bucks, like, for possible other pickup. He, no, he admitted it, though, on the air. We, we took him to task on the air. It's like two weeks ago. He didn't even defend himself. He said, I know, that was dumb. He, imme- he didn't even try to defend himself. And you got uh, Nelson Aguilar a garbage touchdown with like two seconds oh, left. That was awesome. That, that was awesome. Yeah, that was, yeah, it was really awesome. If I had just started Forte instead of Arena, it would have been yeah, over. But you but- know what? I actually screwed up because I started somebody in, in my uh, running back spot, Odonta Foreman, on Thursday night. And I, you always should start that guy in the flex. I mean, sorry. Oh. I started him in the flex. I moved him since. Right. I started him in the flex, yeah. and, and I had an open running back spot. And then uh, come Sunday with John Brown out, I wanted to move Jaron Brown into my flex, who scored right. like 11 points or whatever, more points. But I couldn't because I screwed up. And I put the, you always should put the Thursday night ga- guy in the, most rest- in the most restrictive slot so you have exactly. that flex spot open. And I actually screwed that up. And I uh, dropped J.J. Nelson, and he went off. It's, yeah, it's just been a, just a horrendous, nightmarish start. For, I have Cam Newton and yeah. Marcus Mariota. Dude, I've got cool. Andy Dalton and Andrew Luck, okay? Come yeah. on. <laughs> um, well, speaking of the fab thing, I just don't think people realized it because at the time, uh, Stopa didn't clarify, but it's been that way for a while. People could have bid more than 100 because if, if a guy goes on IR, you know, when we bid and, uh, you know, we did our auction in July, you have more than $100, yeah, well, I don't have any IR guys. I mean, I, I maybe. Well, lucky. I'm saying you're really lucky that no one did that. Is what I'm saying. So yeah, I am. I am fortunate. Except you know, I'd way rather have a healthy Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, man, that's just such. It's so annoying. Like, just go after the year. Just go on IR already. Go on the PUP. Like, what? What is this? You know, just admit yeah, it. We, you're not playing. Your team yeah. sucks. Yeah, and, and you're not leagues, getting better. Yeah. Nah, legal leagues. We have um, Andrew Luck, and we drafted him way back, like I said, in July in a 14 team league. And in the supplemental draft, we were aggressive on Andy Dalton. So that's been, that's hasn't worked out I great think Andy either. Dalton's going to go off this week. But anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. He might, he might. Okay, so what we got, New Orleans plus six at Carolina. I, um, I thought of, uh, at first I was unsure. Now the more I think about it, the more I like it. Um, this New Orleans uh, defense is just, I really, it might be historically bad. I know he just faced Brady, but 11.2 YPA through two games. Uh, what's Vaccaro's deal? The, it, it, this team is, I mean, I think Sean Payton's checked out. Carolina their problem's been Newton being a little rusty, but I think they're going to get right at home, and that defense has looked flat-out dominant, so I'm laying the points. I am too. I said the same thing. I said I'm starting to think Sean Payton has lost the thread. He's trying to get rid of Vaccaro. He got rid of Brandon Cooks. He was benching Ingram. Why do they even sign Adrian Peterson? Like, what are they doing? Like, this, this team is it's not right. Sean Payton, he, he did that stupid points-off-the-board thing. I, I'm just like, they're, they're, they're doormat quality. So I, I'm also taking the Panthers. I, I wrote this down as a possible pick. Are you sure. on board? You want to do it? Okay. Fine. I mean, I'm not like dying to just because I don't totally okay, trust well, the this, Panthers. I'll just note it for now. I'll just note it for now. Okay. Next one. I made up this line because I don't think there was a line. Buccaneers at Vikings. I just called it a pick em. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I mean, there's, it's still off the board in Vegas Insider across the entire Vegas of all, all the casinos. So, yeah, I mean, as a, as a, as a pick em, I I – Think I saw that limited practice from Bradford, so I took the home team. Um, yeah, weird stat: uh, uh, 
what is it? Um, Case Keenum is two and zero against Jameis Winston, and like seven and eighteen against everyone else in his career. I don't think that obviously means anything, but no, but um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what the spread's going to be, but if it's a pick'em, I took Minnesota as of now. Yeah, I mean, we'll just skip that because there's no real. I mean, I literally made up the line at the time it was before Bradford was even practicing, so I I I assumed Bradford was probably not playing. So I made it a pick him. If he were playing, I think the Vikings would be favored by about four, four and a half. Yeah, that and sounds if he's right. Not playing, playing, I think the Bucks would be, you know, pick him or minus one or something. So I just made it a pick him. But uh, we can we can move on. Falcons minus three at Lions. I really did not have a feel for this game. I ended up taking the Lions just because they're at home and Stafford. I'm not a real Stafford fan, but I think he'll just keep it close enough to pull out like some kind of last second drive. So I I took the Lions. Yeah, I even wrote in a staff pick that this was the toughest game for me to pick on the board, so it's a stay away for me, but I too took the Lions and the point. Stafford, you know, he kind of has impressed lately. With no Calvin Johnson, uh, it, he, he's getting it done, and he's he's just, he, I, surprisingly, he runs the ball pretty well. Um, so I, I took the points too, but again, this was the toughest pick for me. Atlanta's obviously the real deal on offense. This should be a, a total shootout. This is a, a, a game to, to use in DFS to load up and stack on. All right, Giants plus six at Eagles. The fucking Giants suck. I mean, Ben McAdoo is, he and Chuck Pagano, I don't know who's worse. It's probably Pagano, but McAdoo's down there. It's all checkdowns. Eli's pocket awareness is terrible. The line isn't even that bad. It's, it's not good, but Eli just crumbles, and he, he just doesn't get rid of the ball. And, you know, Beckham can torch the Eagles, but the play calling is so bad. They're always running into the teeth of the defense. There's never any sort of... There's never any sort of like keeping the defense off balance with the play calling, and he has no feel for it. So I took the Eagles at home. Yeah, dark. We may see more dark water in the backfield. Not sure if that matters at all. I, I just don't think uh, so. maybe I a healthier think. Beckham, but I don't know what's going on with Brandon Marshall. That drop was just one of the worst you'll ever see. And I mean, that was just just truly abysmal. Um, I this is one of those games in which I could talk myself uh, twisted around. I you know, line open at three and a half. It's now six. And who was going to bet on the Giants? Now that'd be definitely a contrarian pick, but. I just think the Eagles' defense is very good, and, and they're just going to kill Eli. I actually think the Eagles' fantasy D is like a top-five start this week, so I, I'm, I'm laying the points. I'm with you and took Philly. Yeah. All right. In late game, Seahawks plus 2.5 at Titans. To me, this is a really interesting game because it's do you bet on the past or do you bet on the future? The Titans are the trendy team for today. The Seahawks have accomplished so much more. It's almost an even you know, it's 2.5 on the road, yeah. which is almost 3. But I took the Seahawks. I, uh, I, I'm, I'm betting on the past, basically. Yeah, I, this is another stay-away game for me, for sure. It was a kind of a coin flip. I took Tennessee. I just I do think they have a, a decent line that's just going to disrupt. This is Seattle's O-line right now. How many sacks would that team give up if they didn't have Russell Wilson at quarterback? I mean, it'd just be absurd. They can't run the ball, although Carson is obviously a speculative ad in fantasy leagues. But I took the Titans, but this was not one that I would you know defend. Yeah, the line looks abysmal, but I just trust the Seahawks to figure it out. A little bit, yeah. not to yeah, just you know, have you it. know, you know that that's crazy, crazy splits. Wilson, it's his entire career now, uh, in uh, like September, the first month or two of the year versus the second half of the season. Do you make anything of that? Well, his first couple years, you know, they didn't really throw much, and then either the defense had an injury or something happened that they like kind of turned him loose, or they had more confidence in him finally in the second half, and he turned it loose and put up much bigger stats. Last year, he was dealing with injuries in the first half, and then he turned it loose. I don't think there's anything inherent about it. I just think it's mostly been circumstantial. By the way, so dumb. There's nine uh, early games and three afternoon games. Why can't they just even that up a little bit? It's frustrating. Yeah, I don't actually mind because you can kind of check out a little bit during the late games. You know, you have to, you're, the intense time is during the early games. All right, uh, Chiefs minus three at the Chargers. Uh, this was my best bet, actually. I don't love it because... The home field for the Chargers. It's really funny. Like the Chargers tried to blackmail San Diego. They told them to fuck off. They went to LA. And now they can't even fill up like a twenty-seven thousand seat stadium, and nobody cares about them. And I just love that. I love that people are starting a little bit. I you kind of feel in the U.S. the healthcare and this shit. People are getting pushed beyond the breaking point. You just can't take all the money and everything and be a billionaire and still blackmail the city. You know, at a certain point, people are like, you know what, fuck you. And it's nice to see, but. It's not great for the Chargers' home field. Still, I think they're a good team, and I think you know, without Andy Reid having the extra prep time, I think the Chargers are going to win this game. Yeah, Alex Smith, the number two fantasy quarterback so far, which is pretty 
pretty funny and emblematic of the, the weirdness of the season so far. So last week I had a seven-team uh, parlay, money line, mind you. So I, I took a lot of favorites. It was really chalk in the early games, so it all worked out. Right. So I, I was six for six, and all I needed was the Chargers to win. Not cover, just win. And uh, Young Ho shanks his second field goal uh, at the buzzer, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, $50 would paid out like 680 or something. I mean, it, it was it was pretty frustrating to hit the first six. You know, the first, if one of the games in the early games loses, then you don't worry about it. But six for six, and all you need is a win outright, and, and they're lining up for a field goal, and that, that, that was fun. Gambling's fun. But I'm with you here. I, I like the Chargers. They'll probably... Even if they lose, they'll probably do it in spectacular fashion and just lose by one or two or something. So you want to you want to use them? If it's yeah, your best bet, sure. You do. I'm happy to use them. And uh, that young hoe will take you for all you're worth. Yeah. Well, I, I was waiting for some sort of pun. <laughs> I, mean, I I used that one up so many times on the radio already. It's it's, it's dead. All right. Uh, Bengals plus nine at the Packers. I, I took Cincy. I, I really think with the new, quicker hitting offense, uh, and the personnel they have, they will fix it a little bit and A.J. Green's going to have a big day, and Dalton will have a good game. And I don't think it's enough to beat the Packers, but it's enough to cover. So I have it 31-23 Packers, uh, and I took the points. Yeah, it seems like the sharp play. Um, I do agree that Andy Dalton's an interesting fantasy play this week just because they're going to be playing catch-up and just going to have, have to, to throw the ball quite a bit. And he's not as bad as he, as he has been. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I took Green Bay uh, coming off a loss at home just in Lambeau. It's just a different beast. And there just simply might be something fundamentally wrong with this Cincy team. I mean, I think Marvin Lewis is, he, speaking of checked out, I believe he's a lame duck coach. And um, I know they like to keep continuity in that front office, but this is pretty bad so far. I mean, if you just watched these first two games and didn't know anything else, you'd think they're one of the three worst teams in the NFL. And again, Green Bay at home, they might run it up. So I don't love it. I actually went back and forth, but I went against you here and took the pack. In your heart of hearts, you know the Bengals are the pick you want to take. No, I, I don't want to sit there in the afternoon games and watch the land. I mean, they're going to be up twenty-one nothing in the first ten minutes. <laughs> I know that's the problem sometimes. Like with the with the dogs, when you're like, I feel good about this underdog, and it's like twenty-eight nothing in the second quarter. Yeah, exactly. And that, you're trying to like calculate like how they could come back, and you know there's no way it's ever going to happen. Yeah, exactly. All right, uh, Raiders minus three at Redskins. It's an easy call for me to take the Redskins, but I have to say the Raiders are one of those square teams that just cover. Like they just do something. Like Cordell Patterson will get like a sixty-yard touchdown, or you know Jalen Richard will get a long touchdown, or Derek Carr will make a last-second throw. Like somehow they just do it. But I'm still taking the Skins. Well, I fade the Raiders every single week, so I, I went with them this week. So you're bound to be right because anytime you do, you do that, oh, you that's such a nutless monkey move. Not yeah. to stick to your guns. <laughs> They get it done. They just do. I mean, I don't care if the Jets are bad. I mean, that was just a dominant performance. I, I could see. I mean, Lynch no, looks. Though. They're up fourteen nothing. They gave up ten points to the Jets right away and got the Jets back in. And then the Jets muffed a punt and went down 21-10, And then it was off to the races. And it was mostly on like a couple. You know, the Richard and the Patterson play pretty much sealed it. Yeah, they have those guys. Like Richard comes in, and he looks just so explosive. And then Lynch, they're just they're not even. I, they're they're gonna have him fresh for the second half of the year, you know me. I mean, the car white YPA and all that, but Cousins has looked just so out of sync with his new receivers. They they've been really bad. But 54, 55 point over under here. DFS teams are gonna think they're sitting pretty if they're you know, after the afternoon games and they're gonna watch themselves lower in the standings if you're not loaded up in this game. A lot of points scored, so to me the three points means a little bit less. So I took Oakland, but I'm bound, almost certainly gonna be wrong on this because I I usually fade them and uh, once a once you zig. Uh, instead of zagging, it's bound to be the wrong. In time. your heart of hearts, you know you've already made, them. you've already lost this game. Like it doesn't even I'm, matter I'm, what happens. I'm defeated no matter what. The Oakland, Oakland well, games. I'm just, a, I'm a defeated well, man. The results. If you were grading yourself on, like, if you could go back and switch it, you would switch this one. Um, no, Oakland's gonna win by four. Uh, you are such a coward. All right. The other, the thing that's weird about this game too is it's 54 over under. But like, there's no player in this game that you're like, I have to have this guy in DFS. Like, who would you even right, use? Right. Right, because like Lynch gets twelve to fourteen carries, and uh, maybe maybe Norman shadows Cooper. I mean, so yeah, or, or Crabtree. Maybe he shadows Crabtree. I mean, yeah, you don't know who. Yeah, exactly. And then what are you going to do, Pryor? I mean, right. he's still priced. For, uh, Crowder, Jordan Reed yeah. is iffy. I mean, Cousins, you're going to roll with him. I mean, there's just there's no right. one. Which you know, Chris Thompson. I mean, there's, no, there's no one Carr. to to pick, and it's by far the highest total. So it's it's just a go really, naked car. That's what I would do. Yeah, you could go with Carr, but um, you don't need to talk about your personal life. 
but that's not really, you know, for a tournament, that's not going to do it. Yeah, right. All no, right. I, I hear you. No, you're right. So, yeah, I mean, you look at the other high school, you know, Atlanta, Detroit, like you absolutely use Golden Tate and Stafford or use Julio Jones and, and running backs. Hey, would it, would yeah. it kill Julio Jones to score a touchdown once in a while, though? I mean, it's just not even – and this is now becoming – it doesn't matter who the coach is, what the offensive coordinator is doing. He just right. does not score a touchdown to save his life. Right. No, it's, 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 it's bizarre based on his frame. Yeah. All right, last game, Cowboys minus three at Cardinals. My first instinct was to take the Cowboys, but the more I thought about it, I was like, no, I don't want to do this. It's, the, the Cardinals are not great, but their D is decent, and I think the Cowboys' D is actually bad. So I think this game is going to be close, and the Cardinals are getting points at home. I took Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona cannot run the ball. Palmer looks a little beaten up still, and I mean, there's going to be no John Brown. Larry Fitzgerald, you look completely right about. Not that I, didn't, not that I disagreed. He looks done, a glorified tight end. Uh, J.J. Nelson may be deep. I agree with you. Dallas defense isn't great, obviously, but they're going to get, I mean, it's got embarrassed last week, and Elliott will be fired up. Uh, when this game kicks off, you're going to be feeling bad. Your heart of hearts, you're going to be wanting well, Dallas. I did, I did initially think Dallas, uh, but then I just couldn't. The more I, th- I, I th- you know, sometimes your initial instinct is right, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not backing down from it now. So, all right, let's I like out. the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys, and I really like the Broncos. But you're against both those. So I'll tell you what. The- I'll give you if you really want. I'll give you the Broncos. The, the Bills Broncos wasn't. It wasn't one that came to me quickly. I think it's wrong. But since you keep, you know, since you're determined to tank the fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> that we invested in this. Yeah. Well. Well. No. No. Hold on. Okay. So the four that we we both kind of agree on it looks like let's just go over them real quick and we'll come up with the final one so okay. so bears that you, we like the bears right yep. at home should be seven and a half yep um the, the actual the hilton lines don't come out until a couple hours from now but um we can go over those later the patriots sure. given 13 sure. okay i don't panthers. love the patriots by the way they were like a tough call but yeah patriots panthers yep that was also a tough call but yep chargers yep okay so that's four so either either we go with i fight for the broncos or or Niners. I'm fine with that. Uh, Put it on you. And what about the Eagles? I hate, I hate to go against Eagles. the Giants, but the Eagles. No, I like Eagles. Those are the three. I, okay. I, yes, I'm okay with that, too. So don't be a nutless monkey. Pick Broncos, 49ers, or Eagles. Well, I'm not going to pick the Broncos because I, I picked against them. So it would be okay, Niners or Eagles. And then it's like whether I want to go against my own team or go for your piece of shit team. On a Thursday right. night game, I just keep losing Thursday night. Like the, the week is already damaged. The first Thursday night, it was a Hilton pick, and it was Survivor dead. The first, no, we didn't pick Patriots. For no, that. we didn't. We didn't pick him in no. Hilton. No, but still, it was Survivor. But Survivor, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah. And then the second week, I already lost one of the Hilton. I mean, Thursday's been miserable. Yeah, so let's go Niners. It'll, let's go we'll Niners. Make it let's go Niners. Yeah. Because only a nutless monkey would let that affect the yeah. pick. Exactly. All right. Okay, cool. Niners, Bears, Pats, Panthers, Chargers. All right. We all set? All set. All right, man. Take it easy. I'll talk to you next week. All right. Later, Liz. All right. Later, Liz.